0: Hi there, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Lexi Dranida Yoga and Awaken Consciousness. So the topic of this podcast is loving-kindness meditation and mindfulness and how they work together and um, a little bit of information and background sort of history to the loving-kindness meditation which I have been using using in my classes lately quite a bit. It's been um, a theme which we've been working on. Um, uh, loving-kindness also to do with self-compassion and self-love and extending that love outwards into the whole universe. So we're just going to give a little bit of insight into um, this meditation. So bear with me, guys, as I'm still new to these podcasts, I may lose my (laughs) my words here and there as well. So um, loving kindness. Well, it's an English translation of the Pali word metta. Now, Pali is the language in which the Buddha's words were originally recorded, um, which was in the first century BCE. That's 400 years after he died. Now, metta also means friendliness, love, benevolence and goodwill. And when metta is in its fullest expression, we could say that it is a universal kind of all embracing love. Mm, and the words, the terms rather, metta, meditation and loving kindness can be used interchangeably in this practice so the first ever recorded and detailed instructions of the loving kindness meditation were introduced by a buddhist monk called buddha gosa in the fifth century ce in the vishuddhi which was the path of purification now to our knowledge the Buddha gave some brief instructions of um, a loving-kindness meditation. And the way that we practice the metta meditation today is essentially Buddha Gosa's elaboration of a discourse given by the Buddha to a group of monks who were afraid to go and live in the forest. And he essentially prescribed this loving-kindness and practice as the antidote to fear. So bearing that in mind that we can use the loving kindness meditation for overcoming fear. So here's um, a part of the instructions of the writing that were given that I'm just going to read these for you because I don't remember them off by heart. So it says may all beings be happy and secure may their hearts be wholesome Whatever living beings that are feeble or strong, tall, stout or medium, short, small or large, without exception, seen or unseen, those dwelling far or near, those who are born or those who are not yet born, may all beings be happy. Let no one deceive another, nor despise any person whatsoever in any place. Let no one wish any harm to another out of anger or ill-will. Just as a mother would protect her only child, at the risk of her own life, even so, let one cultivate a boundless heart towards all beings. Let one's thoughts of boundless love pervade the whole world, above, below and across, without any obstruction, without any hatred. Whether one stands, walks, sits or lies down, as long as one is awake, one should develop mindfulness. This, they say, is the noblest living here. So, the practice of mindfulness and metta are connected. And that is to say that Sorry, my phone just beeped then. Sorry to say that. Meta-practice, okay, back to this again. Meta-practice builds on the foundation of mindfulness. You may have heard or you may have experienced and you may know this, that mindfulness is actually the... um, I'm sorry, I just keep getting distracted. I forgot to switch my phone down before doing this podcast. Oh my goodness, how embarrassing. Here we go again. So, awareness, we were saying, and mindfulness. Mindfulness is what's happening in the present moment, right? When we are upset, we are usually mindless, mindless. We are preoccupied with our personal stories, I'm angry because he said this and he did that and I can't believe that happened. Rather than us just being simply aware that we are in discomfort um, and that it hurts to feel that way. So mindfulness is the ability to feel our pain. And if there is pain to feel, and if we can stay out of the drama... That's also one step in the meta practice. When we are aware of and open to the discomfort, the kindness and the compassion, then they can all flow more easily. I'm not saying that it's easy to be open. This non-resisting sensation and non-avoiding um, feelings that we have are all tangled up in the presence of pain. And we'll find that during extremely difficult periods in our lives, mindfulness techniques, they can miss the mark. When we fall to pieces, we need to put ourselves back together again. And that's where Metta is extremely powerful and useful and designed actually to do that, especially when the practice is used in every day. So... One of the main differences between the loving-kindness meditation and the mindfulness meditation or practice is that loving-kindness meditation uses the power of connection whereas the mindfulness meditation primarily uses attention. Both of them are transformational in the way that we relate to what's happening in our lives Um, but the metta, the loving-kindness, focuses specifically on the person who's suffering. And that could be another person, that could be us as well. When we are suffering intensely or when someone else is suffering, we may need to hold them or ourselves to embrace them. And that other person, let's say, could be real. It it could be a, a physical human being, could be someone we know. Or it could be a part of ourselves. So we're trying to activate warmth and love within ourselves. So we can talk ourselves through these difficult times. If you like, meta meditation teaches us how to be a better friend to ourselves. I'm just going to leave you with one um, Zen saying here. Um, before we close. And that is And that is this. Let me just find it. Kindness is the fruition of awareness, and awareness is the foundation of kindness. Think about that for a moment. So, kindness is the fruition of awareness, and awareness is the foundation of kindness. Now, a few practical things to leave you with when we're practicing loving-kindness meditation and that is that this kind of meditation, like most meditations, is a single focus meditation, which means we're using something to focus on and that could be the breath, but in this case it's the words. So it's the words in the loving-kindness meditation that we're actually focusing on more and using as our anchor of attention. So whenever the mind wanders from the words that we use in the loving-kindness meditation, we note and we understand, we realise what took the mind away and then return to the words. Um, It's just like any other meditation practice you know we want to focus on something and we want to observe when we are distracted when we are pulled away and then how we can just gently and gracefully bring ourselves back to what what we are what we are watching um, some people may find when they are practicing the loving kindness meditation that um you want to actually start The practice by focusing on the breath and the body. Because this can stabilise the attention that you have and it can calm the mind before you move on to the loving-kindness meditation. Um, And you'll see that they actually complement each other. So loving-kindness and mindfulness practices, they do complement each other and they do build on each other. So um, I'm going to bring in a podcast soon with a 10-minute loving-kindness metta meditation, which you can all follow. Um, And then you can listen to this podcast before or after you do that practice, just to bring um, a little more depth as well into what you're doing. So I wish you all... um, uh, lovely morning, afternoon or evening, depending on what time of day it is. And thank you for listening to this podcast. At Lexi Dranidi Yoga, Awaken Consciousness. Take care. Namaste.